All right, guys, my name is Welcome back. Uh, this is going to be a shorter video than the one we just did. Video number two for today, but we're going to talk a little bit about some news coming out of Sweden in regards to ESG and them wanting to ban proof of work uh, cryptocurrency mining, which is quite something. And you've heard this narrative in the media over and over and over again about how proof of, my, uh, proof of work is not environmentally friendly and this is going to cause too much pollution because I guess the banking system doesn't do enough of that already. And even though a lot of the mining operations over in Europe are, for the most part, you know, net zero, decarbonized and everything like this, trying to be as environmentally friendly as possible, I guess it's just not enough for them. Uh, so we're going to take a look at that. A couple things to preface this video. I will go check out our Bitcoin censorship video where we talk about the centralization of Bitcoin mining because that's going to be a theme of this video. I go check out our video in regards to uh, the climate revolution which is happening. We just did that today, actually. Um, that'll give you a backdrop as to the grand initiative which is happening in order to make the economy into a global economy which is like carbon friendly, you know, environmentally friendly, net zero and everything like this. Uh, it seems like a off concern. Oh, this company's going green. Cool. I got like a little green logo on my bottle from Coke. But no, it, it's like a big deal. They're planning on spending 100 to $150 trillion over the next 30 years to make this happen. And of course, to some degree, it's just an excuse for central banks to keep printing a ridiculous amount of money in order to keep the economy going to begin with to avoid a deflationary supernova. Um, or Ice Age, or however you want to put it. But yeah, um, that's interesting to look into just so you don't think that this is some kind of fluke. Like these people in charge are serious about this decarbonization campaign. And we could see this play into uh, the success of Bitcoin and the success of maybe some other cryptocurrencies, which have a different uh, algorithm for governance and for uh, creating new coins. So that is going to be something to preface this video. Let's get into the content. Remember, guys, if you dig this content, please subscribe. I'm trying to get 1,000 subscribers before uh, Christmas. I think that would be a great present. And how about this? Whenever I get to 1,000 subscribers, we'll do a live stream. And from there, we'll do live streams so that we can interact more and so that we can uh, get together and brainstorm about a lot of this crazy stuff going on in the world. So how does that sound? Like the video so we can move up into the algorithms. Share the video with your friends because I think that this information is unique and I think that we're piecing together some things here which some people need to uh, be aware of. So that's just to start this out. So I made a tweet just a few minutes ago. I said the net zero decarbonized Bitcoin miners already operating over there won't even be enough for them because Sweden's financial environmental regulators have proposed a ban on proof of work crypto mining in the European Union. So it's not just going to be for Sweden. It's going to be for the entire Eurozone. So that's pretty wild. And so I said more Bitcoin miners are going to come to the United States. More centralization is going to result. We'll get to that. And I said to suspect, I too suspect, excuse me, cryptos will be treated better by the regulars for governance purposes regarding ESG if they're proof of stake. So I think proof of stake coins, which are more environmentally friendly, uh, less work is involved in creating new ones. Um, I'm assuming you guys know how that works already. I don't want to dig too much into that, but the governance structure is more amenable to what the regulators would otherwise want, uh, and it's more environmentally friendly. So we could see coins like Algorand, which Money Today shows talked a lot about. Uh, we could see coins like Cardano come to the fore, and now Ethereum is moving towards proof of stake. Now, one 
thought that I've had recently is maybe Ethereum is moving towards proof of stake away from proof of work because they want to be more ESG compliant. I mean, I haven't thought about that before, you know, a day ago or something like, but like that makes sense because Ethereum wants to be widely adopted. Uh, they want to be like the backbone of the new financial system. And look, uh, with all the ESG stuff going on and all this carbon stuff, you're going to have to be environmentally friendly. And so maybe that's the initiative behind that move. I mean, they also need to fix those damn gas prices too, because that's ridiculous. But uh, let's go ahead and check out this article here um, and see what it is that's going on. Swedish regulators call for EU ban on crypto mining. A power company defends the industry. Well, I'm curious what kind of power company it is. Is it a carbon neutral power company? Are they being environmentally friendly? Uh, alarmed by the rising energy needs of cryptocurrency mining, Sweden's financial and environmental regulators have recently proposed an EU-wide ban on proof-of-work minting. The Swedish officials believe this would encourage a move towards a more energy-efficient extraction of Bitcoin while supporting the transition towards climate neutrality in Sweden and Europe. Now, I was perplexed by what this means. Encouraging a move towards more energy efficient extraction of Bitcoin. What does that mean? Uh, Bitcoin, like proof of work is how you get Bitcoin out of the block. I'm not sure if they're proposing that the developers move to proof of stake uh, or, or what. I mean, that would destroy the value proposition of Bitcoin, in my opinion. I don't think they should do that. But maybe that's what they're talking about. I'm not sure. But we'll get to here in a sec how people who are running these ESG programs, these ratings, Agencies are developing lists of Bitcoin developers. And that's a little bit ominous to me. It's unclear why they're doing that, but that is happening. We'll get to that here in a sec. But a state-run power company warns, however, that restrictions could have an adverse effect on global carbon emissions. Let's see the reasoning behind it. And this is from Bitcoin.com. Expensive Bitcoin generates more emissions Okay, the rising value of crypto... At, well, I mean, people don't have to use uh, Bitcoin. They could use Monero. But, and we'll get to the benefits of Monero. We'll make bullish case number 5,000 in regards to this. Uh, RandomX, yes, it's proof of work, but you don't need ASICs. And they could put you on a list maybe for buying an ASICs rig. Maybe they suspect you of buying Bitcoin. There are different ways that they could employ this. But if you're just mining Monero, you just need a CPU. You can get into one of these peer-to-peer -peer decentralized mining pools, and then boom, you're good to go. You're privately mining Monero. So that said, the rising value of crypto assets extract uh, attracts more businesses to join the competition to solve the encryption puzzle at the core of cryptocurrency mining, while the proof-of-work method is the main reason for its high energy consumption. Uh, two officials have recently issued a call for the prohibition of energy-intensive mining of digital currencies across the EU, citing various concerns, including the migration of miners to other destinations after China's crackdown. So China used to have the biggest share of the Bitcoin hash rate in the world. And then when they banned mining, a lot of that hash rate went to uh, Kazakhstan in particular, a neighboring country. And we've already started to see how power companies over there are cracking down on people mining Bitcoin in Kazakhstan. And because it was sort of like an in-between point for them to inevitably make it to the United States, those factors combined mean a lot of the miners in Kazakhstan, which comprise about 18% of a lot or 18% of all of the hash power on the Bitcoin network, that could be moving its way to the United States. And given that the United States already has 35% of the hash power, 
I mean, you're, we could get above 50% hash power here in the United States, especially with this going on in the EU. So that is something to note. But I guess they're worried that more miners are coming to the EU uh, away from China. And now they're saying to all these new miners, hey, uh, maybe this proof of work thing isn't a good idea. As you can tell, we're trying to be environmentally friendly, blah, blah, blah. So in the Nordic region, for example, back to the article, their appetite for renewable energy could undermine the transition towards climate neutrality and the efforts to meet the Paris Climate Agreement goals. The government executives quote different estimates highlighting the power-hungry nature of crypto mining, such as the one that Bitcoin and Ethereum together could use around twice as much electricity as Sweden, or the claim that a mid-sized electric car can be driven 1.8 million kilometers with the energy burned to mint a single Bitcoin. Our conclusion is that policy measures are required to address the harms caused by the proof-of-work mining method. It is important that both Sweden and the EU can use our renewable energy where it provides the greatest benefit for society as a whole. And um, this is something that we've commented on in passing. Because so many people are getting rich with crypto, and for the most part, it's kind of a few select people, uh, they're going to be used as a scapegoat for a lot of things. And I suspect that at some point, uh, it, well, if this is already happening. What am I talking about? We saw this in the American crypto crackdown with the new regulations which are coming because of the bills that were passed in the United States. Um, they are definitely employing more technology onto the blockchain now that the IRS has been funded $80 billion to go after the crypto bros, which is just going to be an epic, an epic move. Uh, so many people are going to get letters in the mail, but they are going to scapegoat the crypto people and they're going to go after their wealth. And maybe unrealized capital gains taxes could be coming to suck the wealth from the top percent because when society gets ever more desperate, as inflation starts to get out of control, as economic productivity slows down because we're going into a stagflationary environment, they could say, there's a lot of wealth over there that's been untaxed and a lot of these people are getting rich just because they got in early to this new technology. That's not fair. They need to share that wealth because ultimately they didn't do anything for society. They just bought it early and now they're just sitting in their little palaces enjoying themselves while everyone is suffering. So you could expect that to happen. But um, if they're going down this path now where they're saying that um, you know certain entities are going to be producing a lot more carbon than other entities and carbon, of course, destroys the world, well, then that's not fair. Uh, they're using too much energy for the benefit of a few socialist, communist, you know, climatological instincts kick in on behalf of these people, and they say, that's not allowed, that's not fair. And so I suspect maybe that's part of the reasoning here. Something to think about. Thieden and Reisinger, the officials, believe that, back to the article, that governments have several policy options to address the issue. For instance, Sweden and other countries could introduce a tax on the energy-intensive production of Bitcoin. Well, there you go. And, and if they do that, that's not going to make mining Bitcoin there that attractive. And so maybe, again, they come to the United States or if they tax uh, mining operations with Bitcoin, that's going to increase transaction costs because their margins are going to be slimmed down. They're going to want to make up that profit somehow. And just as happens with every corporation, whenever they have taxes raised on them, a lot of those costs are passed on to the consumer. And i.e., in this case, it's going to be the Bitcoin user. So something to note there. Another option is to communicate more widely around the climate problems related to crypto assets uh, in the hope that this will lead to both producers 
and investors demanding a shift to mining methods that require less energy. Well, they're already doing that. What Bitcoin miner in Europe is not like trying to be carbon neutral or net zero or whatever. We were looking at BitFury the other day uh, in our news update about uh, the Bitcoin gold rush or something like that, the great Bitcoin rush. Yeah, go check that out. I'll link it if I have space. But yeah, they're all trying to be, uh, you know, environmentally friendly, carbon neutral. Um, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with that. And something else to note, Kevin O'Leary was talking about this with Peter McCormick of the What Bitcoin Did podcast. And he was saying that because big institutional investors can't right now get exposure to Bitcoin itself, what they're doing is they're buying environmentally friendly Bitcoin mining operation stocks. Okay, so think about this, guys. Think, think, think. If in the United States, there's going to be more amenable regulations for the Bitcoin miners, who, of course, are still going to be ESG because, you know, they want to get money from BlackRock, which BlackRock, by the way, excuse me, is investing in Bitcoin miners. So take note of that. But if you have big institutional investors investing in these mining firms, and a lot of people are coming to the U.S. in order to set up their mining companies because the EU is being too uh, regulatorily intensive, China's banning the stuff, Turkey's banning its stuff, uh, this stuff, uh, Kazakhstan's sending people out because they're using too much power, etc., Oh my goodness, decentralization you're going to see is unbelievable. Uh, Seriously, seriously. Because so many Bitcoin mining firms are going to pop up here in the United States, and a lot of them are going to get the institutional money that isn't going to be going into Bitcoin, which means that like, the hash rate in the United States is going to go nuclear. And by the way, because ESG isn't just environmentally concerned, it's concerned with social elements and governmental elements, I suspect that a lot of these operations are going to be mining in pools, which are OFAC compliant. And we talked about that in the Bitcoin censorship video. We go into detail about that. But ultimately, that means Bitcoin's going to have a much higher likelihood of being censored. And by the way, OFAC just put another 34 Bitcoin addresses on the Bitcoin blacklist uh, today. So that is continuing. And they're going to be able to more successfully censor transactions in Bitcoins and taint those Bitcoins from those addresses if there are more Bitcoin miners complying with OFAC's uh, sanctions list, the designated nationals list. So these are very uh, relevant concerns in regards to all this. So just take that into account. Back to the article. As demand for crypto assets continues to grow at a fast pace, Uh, However, the Sweden officials are worried that neither of these moves would adequately limit the harm caused to the environment. The emissions need to stop here and now, and renewable energy needs to be used for the climate transition of essential services. So who knows? Maybe they consider uh, Bitcoin non-essential. Boom. There we go. Pop goes the weasel. Uh, Because they're not going to betray the banks. And if the banks aren't in on this stuff, they see this stuff as competition. And it's still largely unclear whether global banks are going to see Bitcoin as an ally or as an enemy. Uh, MasterCard seems to look at it as an ally. Maybe some banks think differently. Maybe not all of them are on the same page. But uh, either they're going to co-opt it or they're going to kill it. And we've talked about that here on the channel. Um, perhaps they see that as a problem. But we'll, we'll see how this turns out.
Um, they really could just be all about the environmental thing. But we do know that the banking system used far more energy than Bitcoin. And I'm not even much of a Bitcoin bro, but like, that is true. It's not that environmentally harmful. The heads of the Swedish regulatory bodies have called on the EU to consider a blanket a blanket ban on proof-of-work mining. Other methods, they insist, can reduce energy consumption by over 99%. And I, I suspect they're talking about proof-of-stake. The directors want Sweden to halt the establishment of new facilities employing energy-intensive coin-minting methods. They also propose to prohibit companies from trading and investing in crypto assets mined with a proof-of-work process to advertise themselves and their activities as sustainable. Wow. That is quite something. Notice how they didn't even say just mining. They're talking about traders. And they're talking about investors. Wow. That is quite something. So, European exchanges could be in the crosshairs too. Maybe they have to delist. I mean, just think about that. It's just wild, right? They delist Bitcoin? <laughs> Crypto exchange? Delist Bitcoin? Oh, man, that'd be wild. That'd be wild. Such steps could encourage crypto miners to relocate to other countries and increase global carbon emissions anyway. Yep, they're going to come to the U.S. Uh, or El Salvador. Who knows? The authors of the proposal have admitted. Nevertheless, they think Sweden and the EU should set an example for other countries and regions. Right. So interesting. That is their take. They're saying that the ban in the EU on proof-of-work mining could be an important first step in a global move towards a greater use of more energy-efficient crypto mining methods. They're talking about proof-of-stake. I mean, I don't know why that's not mentioned anywhere in this article, but that's what they're talking about. I suspect, right? I mean, so it would also mean that our renewable energy is used as efficiently as possible in order to support the transition towards climate neutrality. That's the ultimate goal, it looks like. So, yeah, that's quite something. Let's go ahead and watch the coin bro. I've been wanting to show this to you guys a while, and if you follow me on Twitter, uh, you may remember a tweet that I had had where I'd recommend you guys to watch this video because this video is so, so key. Uh, but we're going to watch a little bit of it today just to give you an idea as to why it's important because he talks about ESG in regards to Bitcoin. And as you'll see down here, he says, Bitcoin's massive risk, why ESG threatens Bitcoin. So he's waking up. He's a Bitcoin bro waking up. And I've seen other people in the Bitcoin cryptocurrency sector on Reddit. And uh, I think Guns and Bitcoin has woken up to the greatness of Monero. Um, they're starting to doubt Bitcoin. They're starting to doubt it a little bit. Doubt is creeping into the minds of the Bitcoin bros. Hopefully our word gets out there enough, which is again, what, like you guys need to share these videos. You guys need to get this intel out yourself. If you don't want to share the video, maybe you don't like me, that's fine. But the intel needs to get out to the people because if they don't know that there's a better option, they're not going to pick it. Like a lot of people just don't pick Monero because they think it's just like a one-off privacy coin. Oh, I'll use it when I need privacy. They don't even understand. Random X, how you can mine this stuff with your laptop. You don't need an ASIC. They don't understand how scalable it is because of dynamic block size and tail emission. There are so many great things about Monero that people just sleep on because they think it's, oh, it's just another privacy coin, whatever. Nah, dude, like this is the next big thing. Seriously, 
It is the next big, big thing. But we have to get people woken up to this. There's barely anyone out here talking about this stuff. I mean, you got Doug, you got Kevin, you got a few other people on Twitter. But, oh my goodness, we need the word out, ladies and gentlemen. We need the word out uh, because... Yeah, I mean, who knows if Bitcoin's going to make it. But in this world that we're moving into, this 1984 world, I mean, do you really want a transparent public blockchain? Uh, I mean, not me. So, Anyways, let's watch the video. You can pressure to implement whatever feature or bug you're pushing for. Even so, MSCI is apparently making a list of all the most influential. And if you don't know what MSCI, that's the Morgan Stanley Capital Indicator. And they're basically an ESG ratings company or segment of the bank. And they grade companies for investors, asset managers, insurance companies. They grade these companies based on their compliance with ESG. So that's what he's talking about here. Bitcoin developers and miners pushing for. Even so, MSCI is apparently making a list of all the most influential Bitcoin developers and miners. I wonder why. Yeah, that's pretty interesting, isn't it? Anyways, whereas we think of governance as being something that's bottom-up and community-driven, institutional investors see governance as being something that's top-down and government-driven, a.k.a. regulations. The relative absence of regulation around cryptocurrency is the main governance issue institutional investors are watching. And though this is improving, what the institutions are asking for is quite excessive. For example... They are in favor of the FATF's plans to connect every single one of your crypto wallets to your real-world identity using KYC. And Get excited. <laughs> and yeah, we've mentioned that in passing, but that is what they want. I mean, you have a segment of the Bitcoin population which wants institutional money to move into the space. That's obvious. I mean, you got the game bros who don't really understand what they're even involved in. And look, I mean, 21% of, I think, Ukrainians who are invested in crypto, like they have no idea what they're invested in. Most people don't understand this stuff. But whatever regulations have to happen to get the big boys in, that's what they want. Uh, but uh, as we saw with the recent regulatory crackdown, like these regulations could really hamper people's capacity to use this stuff, to innovate, and to you know, have this quote-unquote escape hatch off the system, right? And so now they're saying that in order to have our money come into your lovely space to make you a lot of money, well, you're going to have to link up all of your crypto wallets with the regulatory authorities, with the IRS, etc., so that they can track everything you do. And by the way, people are freaking out about how, oh, well, the IRS, they want to track my bank account when I have over $600 transactions happening. What's up with that? That's financial tyranny. That's surveillance, the likes of which we've never seen before. Dude, if they make this happen, where you have to link your public blockchain cryptocurrency address with the authorities, that's going to be nothing. The surveillance, the privacy you're going to have is zero. The surveillance is going to be unbelievable. So that's something I want to point out. And again, Monero fixes this. Automatically track every transaction above a certain amount. The absence of governance among some cryptocurrencies... They said uh, above a certain amount. But look, if you make one transaction above a certain amount, boom. You got your wallet linked. They can see your balance. They can see all the transactions you've ever made. 
And if they have more details to who it is you've transacted with, they'll get those people's info too. And those people's info too. It's like a giant spider web all linking together. And if they get just a little bit of detail here and there, they can link everything together. It also makes certain regulations hard to enforce, which is why institutions are fond of proof-of-stake cryptocurrencies. In addition to being more environmentally friendly, proof-of-stake cryptos allow for the kind of stakeholder capitalism that I mentioned earlier one wherein the institutions can buy up the voting power they need to implement the regulations they want to see for any given cryptocurrency. This is explicitly stated in the Bank of America report that I mentioned earlier. If you're not a fan of this ESG stuff, you'll be happy to know you're not... So that's quite something to note, right? That is definitely something to note. And check this out. Check out his comments here. ...of tipping to the other extreme, where the overwhelming majority of Bitcoin's hash rate is coming from the United hash rate, more than a 4x increase since last year. That's certainly good news, but it... Sorry, I'm going to go Bitcoin back a little bit operate. more, because now Anyways, he's starting to understand that, the risk of this ESG's too. intense energy oversight could quickly lead to the centralization of mining power. It was recently reported that Bitcoin mining operations in the United States account for more than 35% of Bitcoin's hash rate, more than a 4x increase since last year. That's certainly good news, but it runs the risk of tipping to the other extreme, where the overwhelming majority of Bitcoin's hash rate is coming from the United States, as it once was from China. As I mentioned earlier, ESG investors take issue with the absence of governance for proof-of-work cryptocurrencies, primarily Bitcoin. In theory, all you need to govern Bitcoin is the majority of the mining power and Bitcoin's most influential developers. BlackRock & Co. are investing heavily in crypto mining companies and recall that ESG ratings companies like MSCI are compiling lists of Bitcoin developers. This is all they would need to take control of the Bitcoin blockchain as they can easily supplant any retail money that pulls out of BTC. Again, this would be very easy to do for proof-of-stake cryptocurrencies because the token holder is also the miner in that equation. When it comes to social ESG metrics, it looks like institutions... So yeah, yeah, I mean, he literally said it right there. They could take control of the Bitcoin blockchain if there's enough centralization, which I think we're going to see. Uh, I think the centralization hasn't even begun. But that's the nature of regulation. Whenever you have more regulation enter a system... You just have more centralization. I mean, it's just like the sky's blue. Apples are red. Well, they're different colors too. But yeah, I mean, that's obvious. That's happened with every single industry. And then you have consolidation, barriers of entry to get into the industry, blah, 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 right? So we'll take a look at this map here real quick. Um, this has not been updated recently. The last update was July uh, 2021. I wonder when they're going to do another one, but... If you look at this right now, the United States has 35.4% of the hash rate. Canada has another 10%, and it wouldn't it wouldn't be too hard for them to link together. Right there, uh, you're at 45%. Kazakhstan is about 18%. A good portion of that's going to come to the United States too. Uh, here, and there are some caveats with some of the uh, hash rates here. They're saying that uh, redirected IP addresses make up for a lot of this stuff. But in Europe, I, I would say there's another maybe 5 to 10% in Europe. That could come on over to the United States. So look, with all that, uh, the United States could be well over 50 
especially now that institutional money is moving into the mining sector. So the implications of that are significant. I mean, he doesn't talk about OFAC in this video, but that is going to be an issue. It's going to be an issue. And we've talked about that. I'll link the videos. But that is something else. But speaking of proof of stake, being more environmentally friendly, maybe being a little bit more regulatorily compliant, we've talked about Xano a little bit. Uh, I keep bringing this up in passing, but they are a proof of stake privacy coin. Um, and it is worked on by some of the pioneers of CryptoNote, upon which Monero was established. So it's got a good team. Roger Vera's behind it. Uh, on this particular paper, Co and Soli. Co is somebody who is behind Seraphis development for Monero. And I'll make another video about this project. I just have so many videos to make. I apologize. My ADD just catches things. Well, I got to make a video on that, that, that. But yeah, we'll, we'll do it at some point, maybe for the patrons. I don't know. Which, by the way, become a patron if you love our content, really help support the channel. I really appreciate my patrons. Um, I make like a video every other week for them. Actually, every week. It's been lately. Um, I need to make more content for you guys. But most of you guys, I think, contribute because I, I think you see the importance of our content. Not trying to be prideful, but I think that we really do try to get good info out to the public uh, about the importance of Monero, about the point, the importance of the Freedom Coin Covenant, uh, Darrow, uh, Pirate Chain, uh, Haven, and I get flack for the prior coins that I've talked about, trust me. But I think it's great that we're all coming together to try to establish the same goal, which is for financial freedom uh, and financial liberty to be put back in the hands of the people. I think that all of us want the same thing. We want to live in a world where the power of the purse is back in the hands of the people. And I think that every project is trying to do that. Uh, is good. And I'm not saying that every project that is trying to do that is great. I mean, Turtle Coin, for example, didn't work out too well for Turtle Coin. But, uh, you know, I, I try to be somewhat skeptical in regards to the coins in the Freedom Coin Covenant. We make videos on this stuff. People can say whatever they want. I don't censor the comments, but I think we make a pretty good case for them. I talk to people from the team. I ask hard questions, and they seem to have pretty good responses. Uh, I'm not trying to shill. I'm not trying to pump anything. I don't have any. I don't have enough money to pump anything and actually benefit from it. Okay, but look, I think that this is a good project. Given we're talking about proof of stake. And there is uh, maybe some potential for this. It's the first project in the Freedom Coin Covenant that is doing proof of stake with privacy. It's pretty cutting-edge stuff. And so I thought I'd maybe just give a little commentary on that to wrap this up. So with that said, guys, that's it for this video. I hope that you got something educational from it. Uh, if you guys want to support the channel, uh, check out the donation links below for our lovely uh, privacy coins. And if you don't want to be too private, but you want to donate anyway, check out PayPal, uh, become a patron. That really puts a lot of wind in my sails. If you do that, even if it's just five bucks, even if it's just a couple of bucks, I don't care. I just want to know that we're in this together and uh, you guys are on the same page as me and I'm providing value to you. So with that being said, also check out the social media links below. Thank you for everyone coming to Odyssey, especially uh, they're much more free speech oriented over there because now I guess YouTube is talking about taking the dislike button out of the videos, which, you know, we don't really need that. Nobody dislikes our videos. I mean, we're, we're like a hundred percent rating on all of our videos. People love the content. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of unfortunate because maybe people, people aren't going to see how great our content is. They're going to think, Oh, well, look at all these likes. I bet a lot of people dislike this too, but it's not even the case. 
So they're trying to get rid of meritocracy. They're trying to get rid of honest public opinion because the current administration just sucks. And all their videos are just like 90% downvoted. And so now they're trying to stop that. They want to come up with an excuse. Well, we're trying to stop online bullying when really they just, you know, nobody likes them. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, they're trying to then pull everybody into their misery. So that's unfortunate. That's what's happening. But Look, go to Odyssey. That's uh, the great thing that's going to come out of all this. People are going to go to more free speech platforms. Uh, I should post videos first and early on Odyssey, but typically when I'm done, I just want to get it uploaded to everywhere. So uh, I'd appreciate if you went over there anyway, because uh, at some point they're probably just going to kick us off because we're so based. I'm joking. I'm not trying to be pro- – well, you know, I-, I think that we do talk about the truth to the best extent that we can. Anyways, I've ranted enough at the closing of this video. Manera Mateo, God bless. Have a good one. Bye-bye.